0: The uh, mitzvah, the positive mitzvah, fifty-nine, nuntes, is the mitzvah of blowing the trumpets. Uh, basically, we blow the trumpets on special holidays in which we bring the special korbanos. The verse states, "Of simchaschem, uvrashi that during your days. Of rejoicing, that's the holidays of Maydchem, the special times of Rosh and also on Rosh Chodesh. Uskaita you shall blow in the trumpets. Further, he quotes here that there is also. Uh, our sages tell us that the mitzvah of the day, when it comes to a fast day, it says there is also a mitzvah which is also included in part of the mitzvah of using the trumpet. The details of this mitzvah have been articulated in the Sifri, in the Tracted Rosh Hashanah and Tainis. Uh, and in addition, we are also commanded to blow in the trumpets during a time of trouble or bad things happen to us when we yell out and cry out to Hashem, as the verse states in the uh, Devarim, uh, when the uh, uh, war comes in your land, and then the Pasik says you should blow the trumpets. So basically we cover the trumpets on the Karbonis, on the Halish and the and the trumpets on a fast day, and also the trumpets when there is a trouble befalling the Jewish people. Start Hilchus Megillah In the Rambam, this is the final halachas in the Sefer Zumanim. Uh, This includes two positive mitzvahs from the words of the scribes. They're not part of the 613 number of mitzvahs. And the interpretation of these two mitzvahs in the following chapter. The first chapter, the reading of the Megillah in its right time. That is a positive mitzvah from the words of the scribes do him, and these are known; these matters are known. She takonas hanavim, that that was instituted by the naviim. Uh, and everybody is obligated to uh, the reading of the Megillah, noshim men and women, because the women were equally to the men part of the miracle. also converts and slaves that have been freed, uh, which are obligated in uh, mitzvahs. But, um, uh, but uh, even though they're mitzvahs like a woman, mitzvah as my grandmother, potter, there's an exception for women, but avod and are not uh, not obligated. So we also educate the minors to read the Megillah. Even while the koyanim are doing their service, mavatlam avedosom, they will stop their service. mikra and they'll come to hear the reading of the megillah. V'chem mavatlam tamoteyra lishmoi mikra megillah. We will also uh, stop the studying of Torah in order to listen to the uh, megillah. Kal v'chaymer l'shar mitzvah shel Torah. Uh, how much more so for all mitzvahs of the Torah, if we're going to stop even the learning of Torah for the reading of Megillah, of course, any other mitzvah. Everything gets pushed off because of reading of the Megillah. There is nothing that the, would push away the reading of the Megillah, with the exception, a mace, it's a mitzvah, which means a neglected mace that nobody's taking care of him. She ain't loy has nobody to bury him. One who bumps into such situation would first bury him, and then he would read. Aloha base. Echod achakoyde v'echod hashamei'im in Whether you actually do the reading of the Megillah or you listen to somebody else who's reading, yotzi dechivasa, you fulfilled your obligation. yishma mipim mishu chay But the condition is that you must hear it. From somebody who's obligated to read it, then you fulfill your obligation. Therefore, if the reader was a minor, or or incompetent, the one who hears from him has not fulfilled uh, his obligation. Mitzvah The mitzvah is to read the entire megillah, and it's also mitzvah the mitzvah is to read it both at nighttime and at the daytime. We learned it out from the pasuk which is um, a mismar which is about Esther, uh, as um, as brought down in Rashi over there. Um, the entire night is fit for reading the Megillah of the night. Megillah Khala ayim kosher l'kris ayim. And the entire day is uh kosher for the day reading. M'vorech k'idim k'riyosu balaylo. At night time, before you read it, you make sholich brachis. K'riblach ch'brachis. Ve'eluhayn. The following are them. Baruch atah Hashem. L'kermalachoy l'mashek shom tzayi tzvon al mikro migillah. That's for reading the Megillah. In uh, the daytime, we don't make another but that's not our custom because uh, uh, the commentators bring down over here too. We make the we also keep in mind the other mitzvahs of Purim. Some in the place where the custom is to make a after bracha de Megillah you make bracha to Hashem alakinu alacholom. That's the bracha you make afterwards. Hakel haravas riveinu, the God who fights our battles, v'adones deneinu who makes our judgments, v'anoikim astikmasenu who takes revenge for us, v'niflam btsareinu who gets flesh from the enemy. Shalom ulcha v'sheinu bracha to Hashem. Aniflus rovok lotzreim hakel hamishia. When is the day, the time for reading it? The Chachomim instituted many different times. She-nema, as the verse says in Esther Test, during their times, which means there's a plural. The following are the times that it can be read. Any country that has a wall surrounding it, it was surrounded by walls starting from the days of Yeshua bin Nun, uh, whether it was in Eretz Yisrael or it was outside of Eretz Yisrael, even if now it does not have a wall, but it had a wall at that time, they would read on the 15th of Adar. In that type of a countries, that would be called a Kroch. And any country, or city that had not have, does not have a wall that surrounds it from the times of Yeshua, even though now it is surrounded, you still read in the 14th, so it doesn't go by what it's now, it goes by what it was then from the times of Yeshua, that city city is called a ir, not a krach. Shushan Habira, but the capital Shushan, even though it did not have a wall in the days of Shubinun, they would still read in the 15th. Because in it was the miracle, so that's an exception. We don't need it to have a wall. The post says, Ba bachamish osur." But it did have a wall then, but it didn't have in the time from Yeshua. But that's the exception, because it says they rested on the 15th in the city, because they were also fighting the enemies or killing the enemies on the 14th. So why did it hinge in the days of Yeshua? If you want a wall, it should be what's the time of Shushan Abira? Why is it connected to Yeshua? This is in order to give honor to Eretz Yisrael that was, at that time it was destroyed. They should also be reading like the people of Shushan, like the walled cities. So they will consider themselves as if they are like the cities that are surrounded of a wall even though now they were uh, destroyed, but since it was in the days of Yeshua, that's why they would read also, since they were surrounded with Yeshua, they read in the well. Tezvob, so we'll remember Eretz with this miracle, the miracle of Halachavov, People that live in the villages, they do not gather into the shuls, only on Mondays and Thursdays. So that they should proceed and read on the day that they gather in, that they come in. How so? If the 14th is on Thursday or Friday, oh I mean on Monday or Thursday, then it's the right day. They're coming in anyway it's the day the 14th. They read on the 14th. If it falls on any other day besides Monday or Thursday, they can read on the Monday or Thursday, which is the closest to the 14th. How so? If the 14th is on Sunday, they proceed and they read they read on the Thursday because that would be the 11th day of the month. If the 14th is on Tuesday, and they read on the Monday, so that would be the 13th day of the month. Chol is if it's on the Wednesday Koidin Bashani, they will still read on the Monday, but that would be yom yud beishu yom yud beish. That would be the twelfth day of the month. And in all of these cases in which we proceed and we read before the fourteenth and koydinayim pochas maasara, we will not read it if you don't have. 10 people. Uh, if it's done, not bisman. you need to publicize, you need a minion. Otherwise, if it's done yudal, you can do it, read the kriya, even without a minion. The village that proceeds and reads on the day they come into the city, bisman but if it's a situation they don't go in on Monday and Thursday, then you can only read it on the Udalat. So, because in other words, since they're there anyways, we're allowing them, but you are not going to allow them to read earlier if they're not there anyways. If it's a city that does not have 10, people that are wasting their time, they're just set, they don't do any jobs. they just sit in the base of they're always there for the minion when you need a minion, Harehi kakfar, then that is treated like a village. And they can read in the Yem HaKnisa. And um, But if they don't have ten people, Takanasei kal so that means um, that the, um, the, the fact that um, they don't have a minion. So, in other words, this item which appears to us like a Takana, like a Linis, for that place that they can read Be'em because in this case there's no people and it needs to be like a village. So that is, causes it that it should be treated like a city. We're only going to read in the 14th. So without ten people, we're not going to treat uh, teach him. we're not going to allow them. The fact that we allow them, but we're not going to allow them to read earlier, and we only read He's going to explain in a minute when do we say that we read earlier in the day that they come in it's when the Jews had the government but nowadays we can only read it in the right time on the 14th and on the 15th whether you're a villager or a city Without the wall from the times of Yeshua, then you read in the 14th. The people of the Krach read on the 15th. If a person of a city who goes to the Krach, when do they read? So if he had in mind to go back to his place so he'll be there for the reading time but then he was delayed and he did not go back then he reads like his place. It's uh, the place where he comes from, so he's going to read it But if originally he only had in mind to read, to return after the reading time. Then he reads the Megillah with the people of the city, of the place that he's there. And whether it's the city itself, the Krach, and anything that's close to it, um, that would mean, even if it's not visible, let's say it's in a valley, or uh, something that is visible, even though it's not close, but it's uh, like in a mountain, but still in the case of if there's no more than two between that place then it's treated like the Krach and they would read on the fifteenth. a city which is in doubt, and it's not known, whether it was uh, had a wall at the time. But it was surrounded by a wall from the times of Yeshua Benun. Or the wall came about later. So then you have to read both Yudal Tazvov, both the 14th and the 15th of B'lei Lehman and their nights. But the bracha you'll only make on the 14th. Since that's the time which most people read it, so the bracha you make on the one that most people uh, read. Alachit based koras on megillah bad order They read the megillah on the first order. They thought it's one order. Then braised made the year into a leap year. Then you read it in the second order in the time. Uh, Purim is always in the second order because mishmach gula needs to be next to the gula of Nisan. Alachit gimel ain't kaidin as megillah bas we don't read the Megillah and Shabbos, because you might take it in your hand. You'll go to somebody who is an expert in reading it. Then you might transfer it for Amzur Shabbos. Everybody is obligated to read it, but not everybody knows how to read it. So therefore, if the time of reading comes out on Shabbos, we proceed and we read before Shabbos. And we also ask and we expound the laws of Purim on that Shabbos. They'll who Purim in order to remind us that it is uh, Purim. Uh-huh. By us, it can never come on Shabbos, the 14th however the 15th, the could, Mukafim could come out on Shabbos. Aloch Yudalot, Ketzad. Yoyim ar ba'osor she'chol liyuz How so? If the 14th comes on the Shabbas, b'nei ayoreis, I mean, again, like, there's not the people of this city, makdimim v'koyrim b'yudbeis, they would read on Friday. U'b'nei k'rachim k'oyrim b'smanum b'shabbas. They would read on the Sunday. That's the time. That's the 15th. Chol yom t'chol v'avliyuz b'shabbas. B'nei k'rachim akdimim v'koyrim b'yad of Shabbas they were still reading the same day. Shehuzmanim—that's the time. In that case, everybody would read on the 14th. Perik Sheni, Hilchus Megillah, Halach Aleph. One who reads the Megillah backwards, which means you read the later psukim and then the earlier psukim, you haven't fulfilled your obligation. Kora v'Shachach pasuk echod. If you read and you forgot one verse, v'Kora pasuk Sheni loy. And then you read the pasuk that follows it. And then you reread the verse that you forgot. And then you go back to read the third pasuk. Then you are not yoitzim because you written you read at least one verse backwards. So what should you do? So you go back to the first, to the second passage that you forgot. The said and you read from there on according to the order. Halacha base. He finds a uh, minion that has read half. So you shall not say, "Well, let me read uh, together with the uh, community, with the tibur, with the minion." The second half, Then I'll go back and read the first part, because that would be reading it backwards. But rather, you have to read from the beginning to the end on the order. He read, and he waited a little bit, then he reads further. Even though he delayed as long that he could have... He made such a gap that he could have already finished the whole thing. since he read on the order, is yotzah, And he brings down over here that the Rambam holds that with the exception of davening, if you make such an interruption that you could have finished the whole davening, then you have to start over again. But as far as Halil and Askria Shema, we don't uh, worry about that hefsegh, even if you're mafsegh to finish the whole thing. Halokha Gimbo. One who reads the Megillah orally has not filled his obligation. Uh, one who uh, does not understand uh, Lashon Kodesh. Who heard the Megillah, which is written in Lashon Kodesh and it's uh, written with Hebrew letters, even though he has no idea what they're saying. He fulfilled the obligation, his obligation. The same would be if he was written in Greek and he heard it. He fulfilled the obligation, uh, even though he doesn't understand it, because even uh, the Torah technically can be written in Greek, especially because of the the Lekim Yafas we learned it out from there. Hoyo Hashimea Ivri, uh, even if the one who was listening Ivory uh, uh, Ivory he says what it is is the Hebrew lettering is called the Ksab Libuno but the language is Lashon Kodesh so they use like the letters other letters but they and um but whatever. So Targum. Uh, if it was written translated uh but that's the Targum is the like the um Targumonculus or uh that's the uh of uh, but or or any other not only Targum but any other language, uh, English or other words. So you cannot fulfill by reading it only the one who knows that language. So it has to be written with the letters, the alphabet of that language, plus that language. But if it was used with the Hebrew Ksab. but he read it in aramis for aramis, which means he's not reading it from that directly, that language, uh, but he's reading it in another language. So he's just shenimzaket alpeh because he's really reading it orally. So since the one who is reading it has not fulfilled the obligation, so then the one who listened has not fulfilled the obligation. Halochai samigilo kavona. Uh, one who reads the uh, Megillah without intention lo He has not fulfilled his obligation. What does that mean? Ketzat. How so? Let's say that he was writing the Megillah, or he was expounding the Megillah, or he or he was checking the Megalaya. If he directed his heart to fulfill with his reading, Yotso. But if he did not direct his heart, then he has not fulfilled his obligation. If he read and he was snoozing off, which means uh, you ask him a question, he can't answer logically, but... Uh, when you remind him, he says, remembers, that's called misnamnim, since he has not fallen asleep, uh, fast asleep asleep, he fulfilled his obligation. Uh, that, that applies only to the reader, because in the end he's reading it, but he says, it brings down the note, but if the listener, if he's snoozing off, then he can't, Then that's not, he's not paying attention, and it's a, he cannot fulfill the obligation under that circumstance. Allah when do we say that if you have in mind with your heart when you're writing, you feel your obligation? When you intend to read to fulfill with the reading Menu that you are reading in the in the Megillah from which you are copying from Bishoshu when you're writing. I believe but if he's intending, with what he's writing now, to take out the word loy, because he's intending, Because uh, you can only fulfill, he's just writing the Sefer Megillah now, so it's not full, it's not a kosher Megillah yet. You can only fulfill your obligation when you read it from a Sefer that has been fully written at the time that you're reading it. Not that you're writing it up right now as you're reading it. B'Kriyasa One who's reading the Megillah and he makes a mistake while he's reading it Kriya and he read it a mistaken Kriya which means that the subject matter remained uh, but the actual reading was mistaken with he fulfilled the obligation also, because we are not particular with the reading. If he read it while standing or sitting, he fulfills even if it's done with the minyan, But to begin with, one should not be reading it while sitting in the Menyan because of the honor of the community. Uh, but individually, that would be okay. Two people read it. Even if ten people read it together. So both the readers and the listeners will fulfill their obligation. Because it's something very special, the Megillah, so even though there are a few voices together, it's considered okay. Uh, he, uh, an adult with a minor can read it together because still the adult is reading it and you'll be yotzah with his reading. But I feel about tzibur, even in the community, even for the minion. Alokakas. Ain't By the community we don't read in a scroll that is written together with the other Vimkara, and if he did read La he had not fulfilled his obligation, because you can't tell that it's a, the miracle. If it's just what the other is called, unless it was more than the other panels, or lacking, so that you can tell, but an in, a, in a menu you can't read like that, but an individual can read even though it's not lacking or more, and you would fulfill, your obligation. Basically, in the minyan, we need to have it stand out so you can see that this is a separate megillah. But if you read it privately, that would be okay. Halacha Ein svin al You cannot write a megillah only. You must use the diyoy, that the ink, the special diyoy ink, and you have to use it al ha'gavil. Which means you have to have that parchment. You take the skin of an animal uh, or um, a kosher animal, and first you remove the uh, hair, and then you salt it with salt, and then you work it through with uh, flour, and then you use the afto which squeeze the, the leather, and they shred. That's called the givel as the rambam brings out. Oyala oh, yeah, like cloth or on the parchment. The cloth is a skin that you split it in the width into two parts and so the part which is uh, next to the here is called the cloth and the next to the body is called the duxustus. Uh cloth, ksefer teutu, just like a sefer teutu. Vihim koftso bimei aftso the kantum if he writes it with aftza water or this is that's a, a copper base, and um, uh, so then kishet it's kasher. Uh, but bisharmin it's if you use other colors psula it's puzzle. Uh, it has to be dyoy, that's what we learned out, utsrikha sirtut You need to also make the lines, engrave the lines, just like the Torah itself. Uh, but you don't need to work through the leather for the purpose of the Megillah. If it was written on paper or on a leather which has not been worked through, or it was written by an non-Jew, is Pesula. Then it's Megillah's pasalochiyud. If it had letters that were either uh, not legible, not or writ, ripped im uh, if you can still recognize the uh, there's a uh, mark left, Afilo even if it's a majority of the nikar, but if you cannot tell the mark im kosher, if it was mostly whole it's kosher, if not it's possible. And then one who reads it will not fulfill the obligation. What happens if the scribe left out some letters or some verses? And the one who's reading the Megillah read them orally, those pieces that he's missing. Yotze fulfilled the obligation. It needs to be totally sewn. Actually, so all the panels need to be one uh, scroll. You can only sew it with like You don't have to sew them all with the You don't need the whole line, but just the top of the panel, the shoulders three in the middle, the shoulders could say so three, 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 along the line, Kshib gets is called a
1: letter.
0: Right. So the reader needs to read the 10 Sons of Haman, both the, the names of the 10 Hamans and the word Aseres in one breath, to let everybody know shekulem nislu they were all hung and killed as one. Yisrael, the custom by old yidnish a koidah mechilla koido poishit ki get it. That uh the one who reads the megillah reads and you stretch it out like it was a letter. Laharis anes to show off the miracle, and when you finish, khirzirkurh you go back and you roll it up, Kula, mavarakh and you bend and you make the bracha, the end bracha. The Rambam before said, is a minute, not everybody makes it. just writes to your stomach that make the bracha. <speaking in Hebrew> these two days, which are the 14th and the 15th of Adora, <speaking in Hebrew> they're prohibited to eulogize on them, or to fast on them. To all people in all places, which means in wherever you live, these two days. Whether it's the people that live in the Krakim who are only celebrating the 15th day, Bein Libnei HaYoriz, whether the people of the city, Shema Yismi, Yudal Bilvah, they just do the 14th, Ushnei HaYomim HaAsurim Behespet VeTainis, and both of these days are prohibited, both with eulogy and fasting, both BaOder HaRishen, or BaOder HaSheni, in the first order, and in the second order. The people of the villages, who have uh, read earlier on the Monday, on the Thursday, uh, which is it's close to Purim, So they are permitted to eulogize and fast on the day of the reading. But these days that remains for them. Just the Kriya that they're gonna read before, but the days of celebration that are prohibited for fasting and, and time and youth, that's the that remains. Even though they're not gonna read the Megillah, they're still supposed to uh, hold it uh, like a chag. Halacha Kforim the Yom Tazvav The Mitzvah for the 14th for the Kforim Yoris and the 15th for the Lebnei k'orachim. That should be a days of rejoicing and parties and sending gifts to friends and gifts to the poor. And it is permissible to do work. And still, it's not proper to do melokha our sages tell us, Anybody who does work on Purim, will never see a sign of blessing from that work forever. The villagers, the people that live in the villages that have proceeded and they read on Monday or Thursday, If they also devised, distributed money on the day of their reading, they fulfilled their obligation. But the rejoicing and the party, they only do it on the 14th. And if they proceeded, they did not fulfill their obligation. If you make the Purim meal at night time, you did not fulfill your obligation with the meal. How do we fulfill the obligation of this meal? You have to eat meat. You have to prepare a beautiful meal. To the extent that you are able to. You drink wine until you get drunk. And then you fall asleep while you're drunk. A person is obligated to send two portions of meat or two types of Cooked food, or, or two types of foods, to his friends and emer. As it says in sending gifts, a man to his friends. You send two portions to one person. The more you send to friends, is praiseworthy. And if you don't have, in other words, extra. So you just swap it with your friend. You give it to him and he gives it to you. This one sends him his meal. And the other sends you his milk. In order to fulfill the mitzvah of sending gifts a man to his friend. One is obligated to distribute to poor people on the day of Purim. You must... Have at least no less than two poor people. matona You either give one gift to each to one or money, or cooked food, Two gifts to two poor people. You're not particular with money distributed on purim. little anybody who stretches the hand that wants to take. We give him. Can't change the money that you give for Purim to other tzedakas, so therefore you spend it all on Purim. It's better for a person to do a lot of gifts to the poor than to in doing a lot in his meal and sending gifts to his friend. It says a few very important halakhis. Uh, the Rambam says, It's better for a person to increase in the giving of the gifts to the poor people more than increasing the meal of Purim and more than the gifts that you send to your friends. shom simcha there cannot be no greater joy and more beautiful joy. More than rejoicing the hearts of the poor, the orphans, the widows, and the strangers. One who rejoices the hearts of these people that are depressed. Then he is equated to the divine. Shinemar, by the Hashem, it says in Perik to revive the spirit of the downridden and to give energy, life to the hearts of those who are subdued, depressed. So giving, helping them, then you're compared to Hashem. Says the Rambam like this: There's something very unique about the Megillah Sester. While Kol Kesuvim, all the books of the prophets and all the books of the writings, Mashiach, they will become null, non-existent in the days of Mashiach. The reason is, is to bring down the commentary is because like everything we find in the prophets or in the writing is essentially already in the Torah. The only thing is, we're not smart enough to see everything from the Torah, so we need the words of the Navim and the Kesuvim to teach us the certain things we learn from them. But in the times of Mashiach, we will all be wise enough so we can see directly from the Torah, we don't need the Nivim and Esther, But there's the exception of the scroll of Esther as... He'll quote at the end the verse states that this Megillah will never cease. Doesn't give you the reason why, but that's the fact. The Megillah will remain just as the five books of the Torah. And just like the laws of the oral Torah, they will never cease. So all the all the remembrance of these troubles will already cease. We won't know any more of trouble, it will be all forgotten. Everything will be nice and dandy and good. So, what is the point? as it says in the Posik in Yishayah, Samaches Posik the Zayin. it says, atzores the earlier troubles have been forgotten, they've been hidden from my eyes. So, why would we celebrate Purim if there's no trouble anymore? but lo yibotu, the days of Purim will never cease. Shneamar, as the pasuk says, these Purim days lo yavru they will not pass from amongst the Jews. and their remembrance lo yosuf Mizar will never cease from their seed. It's a pasuk in Esther, Periktes pasuk of